What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Hey, everybody. Another special whores-only episode of Horror Movie Talk. Uh, we're going to be checking our voicemail, because there's lots of them, and you demand to be heard, and we will listen. And if answer. you call us at 682-253-4468, we will, I will tell uh, you, the last uh, whores-only episode we had is, is a killer. Like the, is it? I, I think I think out of all of the things we've recorded over the last year, I think the the hypothetical situation that we came up and talked with talked about on that last episode is probably one of my favorite moments of the year. So was that on whores? It was on. Yeah, that was all on the uh, whores only episode. No, really? Yeah, because was one on call episode. was about the hypothetical of like if you had um, to swap if your girlfriend and mom swap bodies, and then yeah. a couple calls later, I came up with the the Freaky Friday hypothetical. So check out the last episode if you didn't hear that. It's around the fourteen minute mark ish. You know, every time I see a picture of Casey Neistat, <clears throat> you know Casey Neistat. Uh huh. Every time I see him, I just want to murder like seven or eight people. <laughs> He's so ugly. He's like a Neanderthal trying to fit into modern society. You don't have to be so mean. Ugh. Gross. If you're a Casey Neistat viewer, I welcome you. Like, all of you are welcome at Horror Movie Talk. He wears his hat backwards so you can see how fucking gigantic his head is by seeing how many of these little holes it takes. His is hanging on by, like, the last one. It's like... And it's just barely hanging in there. He's got a giant head. Tiny hey, let's not mouth. be... Uh, I, I think... I, I'm not even joking. I think that's how how I would have to wear that hat if, I, if it was on my head. Look, I mean, I'm they the, say I'm don't... I'm the last two dots on, on They those. say don't... They say don't punch down. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to make a rare exception in this case, you know? Uh, Casey Neistat is below us. <laughs> and I, I think he's ugly as sin. You're ugly, Casey. Thank you. All right, let's get into the listeners. Here's our first caller. Hey, uh, this is Tired Sandwich. I've been talking to uh, both Rice and David. I think I just want to say hi and tell you guys that you're great. And this is probably not going to end up on anything. It's more for you two. Also, Bryce, you were wrong about police stations. Uh, just letting you know they do have all that stuff. So I've delivered to them and seen them. Um, and David, 
Well, what do you say, other David? <laughs> yeah. Have a good day, guys. And also, this is from someone who's a you know male person. Fuck political male. I hate it. Have a good one. I think that's probably Mailman Nick. What? He's one of our patrons. He just signed up this last couple weeks or so because um, he's a mailman. Uh, so, yeah, I think what he was referring to, and I think it was, might it be in our malignant episode where they went into like the police car garage and it was like a full mechanic shop in there. And so I guess I've been told that I was wrong, that that actually is a thing. So I stand corrected. Hey, it's Beyond the Grave. I'm calling. I was listening to the Horse 2 episode. Bugsy was talking about how Jamie Lee Curtis, how she dealt with trauma and was it felt like a lifetime movie. I did get very big, like, her writing a memoir, Under the Tuscan Sun, Coastal Grandma. Like, I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis's next move should be, like, woman in her 70s. Uh, writing erotic fiction. Next film. Maybe not a Halloween, but an Easter film. At, right after church. Um, but speaking of Coastal Grandma, something I think is missing from horror right now, and I don't think was put out enough back in the day. Uh, the Friday the 13th franchise, never been my favorite. I think the only part I really like is that the killer in the first one, well, spoiler, everybody. Killer in the first one is a middle-aged woman in, like, a big wool turtleneck just running around camp, which I think I need more, like, put-together old ladies, you know, making, like, a tea, uh, you know, uh, cool linens by the beach, but then also, you know, a little bit. Oh, stabby. Anyway, bye. And he followed it up with another one, like in a in another minute. So let's just hear this one. It's beyond the grave. I have a would you rather? Would you rather have a hundred flies hatch inside your butthole and crawl out, or would you rather have one human-sized fly put its little suction cup up your butt and suck out all the poop? Let me know. Um, I think we just talked about this on the afterpod that David paid good money to have the latter um, in the form of the yeah. Toto washlet. So I think it's a no-brainer. Just like, yeah, I would, I would pay good money to have a human-sized fly suction shit out of my ass. Yeah, that's Sounds delightful. This to is. Be I see no downside. This is, this is easy math here. I mean. <laughs> Who doesn't who doesn't want to have somebody like get all up in that scrum, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. If you guys by the way, if you don't if you don't have the afterpod, if you're not a part of our Patreon, uh we had some very interesting discussions uh <laughs> around on the, hypotheticals. Uh, on the uh yeah, uh, on we the, uh, the code of, of the difference between me and David when it comes to approaching hypotheticals. It's on the what we do in the shadows after pod, which will be out in a few weeks. Uh, so you know. Yeah. Get ready. Um and then the the other thing you said about needing more horror movies with with kindly old grandmas and, and woolen sweaters as the killer. 
Mm. Yeah, I think there should be more horror movies where it's the completely unexpected. You know, no one expected Jason's mom to be the killer. And Except Friday for those big Friday. hands. Yeah. So we need like a... We need like a... What would you call him? I don't know. Yeah, we need like a Karen serial killer movie. Someone that's like... Man, it writes itself. Karen. Just oh, like have have her like have and- like a, a new black family move into the neighborhood and she's like, um, are you supposed to be here? And I'm like, like, yeah, as you can see from the U-Haul bitch, I'm moving. Well, you don't have to use that such, such language. And you just like show her getting slightly offended or like need to talk to someone's manager and not and get slighted and then she'll come back and kill him after that yeah i mean it strikes fear into my heart as we talk about it so i'd say (laughs) i'd say it's a go-to you know we have mike from california who we haven't heard from in a long time but did you also know that we have mike from jersey we have a jersey mike yeah jersey mike yeah here's jersey mike horror movie talk hey guys it's mike from Jersey, aka the Kanji Man. To tell you guys, fantastic show. I'm really bouncing around a little bit. Been listening to you guys for a few months. I just ran across the Bad Seed episode with your mom. Uh, great show, man. Really great episode. I really think your moms are super talented and they could probably do their own podcast. It was really a good one. Uh, with that being said, I have a question for both you guys. <clears throat> Using the other one's weapon. So that would be David with a spear, Bryce with a bat. Which of the following three zombies you know you could definitely defeat using the other guy's weapon? Henrietta from The Fruit Cellar from Evil Dead 2. The clown, zombie clown, obviously, from Zombie Land. Or the tar man from Eternal Living Dead. So which one do you think you could actually defeat while using the other guy's weapon? Ah, just curious. Let me know. And uh, keep up the show, guys. It really does help me get through my day. Thanks a lot for everything. Um, I think uh, with a bat, Henrietta would probably be the hardest one to kill just because she's wedged between the doorway and the floor. So it'd be pretty hard to, like, Get the a doorway good swing and the that ricochet off of the the door or the or the floor. Um, I think the other two. I can't remember the zombie clown from from Zombie Land. I'm assuming it's just a regular zombie, and uh, yeah, depending on how much is around them and like like uh, how good of a swing I get, you'd be able to defeat them on one one on one combat. And then with the uh, tar man i think that's like a pretty easy get because he's isn't he just like sitting on the floor and not even really able to move no he's he's mobile he yeah uh, he once he gets out of the uh the tar the tar canister he's he's moving all around oh yeah well yeah i, I feel like that'd be like smashing up a, a peach with a with a baseball bat probably wouldn't be that hard um but then you're you're kind of in a confined space so yeah no, yeah, mm. you'd probably be able to mm. handle handle both of those latter ones pretty easily. 
you know, this is a good question. Um, by the way, we just got uh, Team Bat versus Team Spear stickers available at the uh, at the old horror movie talk shop. Um, you know, they they're cheap and easy. Um, so you know, pick them up, put one on your on your butt, and uh, and call it call it good. Um, you know, I'm I think the I think the thing about uh, about this argument that is uh, compelling um, is uh, you have to take it uh, in the context of the argument. Right. So the, the question of bat versus spear originally was um, in the event of a zombie apocalypse, uh, if you had a, um, a manual weapon, uh, what, what would you choose and why uh, to deal with the hordes of zombies? So I chose a bat because I think it will deal with uh, with multiple targets at once mo- more easily slide off. It's easy to use. Um, you don't get stuck in things, uh, and, and they're ubiquitous. You, you can find a bat anywhere. Um, but in a one-on-one scenario, which is what, uh, Jersey Mike proposed, I think that the spear is the superior weapon. So I get a pretty good, I get a pretty good weapon in this scenario. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't think I'd have too much of a problem with any of them. Mm. Um, but if you start adding in targets to the whole thing then it then it confuses the whole thing i'm not above you know i'll admit when 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 the bat is not the right weapon for the situation is what i'm trying to say but the spear is good 1v1 i mean it's hard hard to argue that mm-hmm. um see i i don't want to get into this again it's just seems like we, we could just talk about this for hours but I see uh, a couple points I need to bring up. You always rag on me that like I'm not arguing the hypothetical situation and mm. that I'm bringing in all these outside factors or trying to cheat. Every time you argue this hypothetical situation, you say like, well, yeah, it's easier to find a bat. It's like, well, that's not the hypothetical. The hypothetical is which would you choose? The, the assumption is you could you could have either one. So that's number one, that, that positive is taken out. The second thing, is, you say, it would be better facing multiple people with a bat. The point, like the way that physics work is if you swing a bat and you hit one skull, you've lost all the momentum. Like you're not even like any glancing blow after the first like hit is going to do absolutely nothing to the other zombies. So in effect, any melee weapon you choose, you're only going to be able to attack one at a time anyways. It's just how fast can you attack multiple zombies with that? How fast can you attack multiple people one at a time? And I think thrusting motions at a distance has got the win over swinging at a relatively close distance. You can also thrust with a bat. Um, but, uh, look, I mean, look, I agree with a lot of what you said there. I think you, I think we're talking past each other, uh, a little bit. Uh, but I think, I think the biggest problem with the spear is you can't find it. And that to me, in my head, that's part of the equation. But if that's not part, fine. Uh, the, the other thing is if you're thrusting a spear, it's going to get stuck. It just feels to me like. It's going to get, but not only that, not only that, the other big one with the spear is you got to be, you got to be fucking good with the spear. Like it's, 
it 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 is it requires a lot of uh of this episode is brought to you by paramount plus Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Of effort to be, uh, of, of practice to be good at, at a advanced weapon. And a bat is not an advanced weapon. It's an, it's a weapon any dumb idiot can pick up and <laughs> swing or poke, you know. Yeah. And it's not going to get stuck. And that's just, look, that's just how I feel. It's well, just how I feel. the getting stuck is uh, that's just a matter of what type of spear you're using. Like you could either use one that can go through and back through without getting caught in anything, or you could use one with like a a prong to where it stops it from going further. <laughs> No, I, and, I, you think, know, I, I would encourage people, you know, go, go get a long dowel, uh, put up a, put up a, uh, a target outside about head, head height. And you just mm-hmm. tell me how hard it is to hit a target with a spear. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then just swing a bat, you know, like, uh, like you did when you were in T-ball and, uh, you know, just see which one's easier. You know, just, just see. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't want to fight anymore. Let's go on to the next caller. Okay, let's go. Hey, guys. It's Elizabeth. Um, just listening to your Terrifier 2 review, um, and this voicemail will most likely contain spoilers for Terrifier 1 and 2, um, so just a heads up there. Um, I enjoyed Terrifier 2. The problem, I think, obviously, the length was an issue. Um, the other thing for me was I think the first one worked so well is because we haven't really had a villain, kind of like Art the Clown, um, you know, we haven't had like a mime clown. Obviously, we've had clowns with Pennywise and stuff, but I feel like a lot of the things he did in the first one were like very shocking. And that's why that first one worked really well with the small amount of talking that it did have. Um, and the second one for me just didn't really have that shock value. Like, obviously, what he did in the second one is like, you know, disgusting and like crazy, but I almost came to expect it from him. Um, now the guy that plays Art the Clown is just absolutely fantastic. Like he really does a good job, but I just think the script was, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like I came to expect the weird and it wasn't as good for me as the first one was. The first one, especially when he's walking around with the woman's chest and her hair in the first one, like that was so shocking. I was like, what is going on but i i loved it like it was so captivating but um yeah just uh just my review for those two movies but like what you guys are doing as always um also gonna give folks another watch so we'll see how that goes probably still hate it but okay bye give host another watch well good news we got a another episode coming out that uh is from that same director so maybe you can give a comparison between host and dash cam i'm not gonna lie to you bryce i don't like that director yeah i don't like him i think what he does in his personal life is not he hurts people who i like Mm -hmm. and i uh i just listened to our dash cam review it's uh forth coming forthwith Uh uh-huh um yeah no um i i can see i can definitely see why a terrifier t- i mean terrifier 2 the stakes had to be so much higher <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they had to go really hard because 
because like like Elizabeth was saying, like it was so shocking to see all that shit in uh, in the first one uh, that uh, that it lost some of that wow factor, and anything else is just going to be kind of expected. Like you basically got to have like uh, to be more shocked. It's you got to go to extreme levels. Like I don't even want to say it on here. What you got to do, right? To get yeah, to get that same level of weirdness uh, second time around. So that's a good point. Yeah. I've gotten a lot of feedback from our review on Terrifier 2, and, and I think most of it was directed at me. That it was like, it was a bad take to criticize it for, well, number one, uh, saying that it's written for dumb people. Um, I think that was offensive. Maybe poor to, choice of words. Was, that was offensive to a lot of people. It was um, offensive to dumb people, mostly. I clarified <laughs> in the episode, and I'll clarify again. The fact that it's written for dumb people doesn't mean that smart people can't enjoy it. I'm not I'm not criticizing people that watch it and enjoy it. I'm just saying the market for which it was written is not for the most intelligent minds. Like it's 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 not taking anything for granted in terms of the audience and their capability. So I mean it's like saying, you know, uh Home Alone was written for dumb people. It's like it's true. It was written for children. Children are stupid. And uh, that's not to say that Home Alone isn't a fantastic movie and I love, you know, but Terrifier uh, 2 is all, in particular. like Of all the the dumb reasons to, to get canceled, this is the weirdest one to have to talk your way out of. <laughs> right. That and the fact that I criticize its runtime, which apparently isn't valid, like talking about, you know, there's more efficient ways to do filmmaking. It's like. But it do be that way, though. I think with any movie that you like, it just hurts when someone criticizes it. So, you know, I'm sorry to harm you. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, anyone that likes Terrified 2 and, and Terrifier 2 and really thinks that it should have been longer. Like, I apologize. If you could just cool it with the casual anti-Semitism. <laughs> All right. Next up. It's your boy Bugsy. Bugsy Siegel, your favorite Floridian, Horridian. Anyways, I just got done listening to the Terrifier 2 review, and I'll say, you know, congrats on them making a 10 million off a quarter million. I was thinking of Halloween Ends making 100 million off a pile of shit. Or they made 10 million off a quarter million. I'm excited to see what's in store for art. You know, it's a way better film than Halloween Ends. The runtime was extremely long. Imagine seeing that in theater. At least they had food and drinks, you know, you could order to your seat. I had to go to the bathroom a bunch. I smoked before. You know, I had a mild panic attack. But um, so uh, did the did the long runtime include the post credit scene with Chris Jericho, or does that make the movie uh, even longer? Also, how old was the sister, the main character? She was living at home, yet was at a grown-up party taking Molly with her 40-year-old girlfriend. She is extremely hot, though, the main chick, the main Mary Sue, so she gets a pass. The main character looks old enough to be the mom of her little brother who jokes he's the tallest kid in the class. He's supposed to be 12. I bet he was 18. You know, Danielle Harris could have, should have played the mom, would have been 100 times better. The only thing that really took me out was the Mary Sue action at the end. Um, she has superpowers because her sick father used to draw her half naked with serial killer clowns in a notebook. No wonder why the mom tore it up. She was jealous that, uh, you know, the daughter was getting the Teflon diddly uh, rather than her, you know, the in and out. But um, it's your boy Bugsy. Bugsy, and I love you guys. Bryce and David Day calling in from Florida. Whew. I felt like I ran a marathon there. 
Um, it's crazy how much people have to say about Terrifier too. It's just. <laughs> Well, I'm. Uh, it's news to me that there was an after credit scene because I can't imagine anyone sitting through the credits to get uh, yeah, to it. Chris, like, Chris Jericho was in it. Yeah. It's. I mean, I just. I don't know. I. I. I just. Oh wow! There she is. It's my ex girlfriend. Now it's Annie. Mm. Yeah. Now fuck this bitch. She doesn't look old. What are you talking about, Bugsy? Um. I mean, maybe, I, okay, yeah, she's old enough to have a kid, but not a, not well, the brother that she It's not had. a very high bar, Bryce, all right? Or Mississippi, check, check some This stuff is the out. one, this is the one, David, that's oh. like, she's looking at you. Oh. David, she's looking at you. She's like, oh. hey, I, uh, I know what you're thinking, and I'm, I'm up for it, that's what she's saying. Bugsy has a lot of obsessive uh, feelings with Daniel Harris. Um, there's some, something going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, can we stop it? Can like, I, it's, <laughs> I want, I want our viewers, I want our viewers on YouTube to have to look at, to have to be uncomfortable looking at the ugliest people on the planet for a half hour. Can we just leave them with that? We can't, we can't take and give them something beautiful to look. I, it takes the attention off of my ugly face. Um, um, and then there's his, uh, his saying like, like she's supposed to be young, but she's doing all these adult activities, like going to a party and doing Molly. It's like, it's like, dude, you've been doing Molly at parties for way too long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're supposed to yeah, stop that at like 20 teenagers right? don't do drugs. They're illegal. <laughs> um, okay. Bugsy next caller, Dick. Mancrease, I think. Hey, boys, it's Dick Mancrease. Hey, so I'm listening to the Critters Afterpod, and I'm just curious, at what uh, Patreon um, subscription level do we unlock the secrets to Bryce's mother's chicken noodle soup that uh, just makes you goo your fucking drawers? Um, Inquiring minds want to know. You guys have a phenomenal week. Bye. This is so funny, because I just sent david a uh a text with this because my entire family this week is is sick Mm. whenever Mm -hmm. my mom hears that any one of us are sick she makes a giant vat of chicken noodle soup which i'm going to have seconds of the second that this podcast is paused um and it's so delicious and i i sent david a a text saying like my entire family is sick but my mom made us chicken noodle soup. Are you jealous? And uh, it was crazy. You said something borderline, borderline uh, blasphemous. You said that someone on your island made chicken noodle soup that was almost no, no, identical. no, 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 no. You no, you were so blind with rage. You didn't even. You weren't even capable of hearing right. the actual words right. that I said. Um, no, what actually happened was we uh, know the Mormons out here. They're a small clan. They're, in fact, they're only a branch of less than thirty people. Uh, and uh, nevertheless, we know them. They're nice. They're very good, salt of the earth people. And it just so happens that they gave my wife a recipe for chicken noodle soup. That Carrie was like, that my wife was like, oh hey, I'll make this. And then she made it, and I was like, what, what, what? 
what? This is the exact same recipe that I ate uh, in March when uh, when we recorded the, the the critters review. And I was like, "How? Where did you get this?" And she's like, "Oh, this uh, this lady gave it gave it to me. It's exactly the same. I mean, it's exactly the same." And I was like, how, how, how? And she's like, maybe it's just a Mormon thing. So I don't know. I don't have any explanations. I just know that there's a lot of coincidences that happened all at once. Did it have the, the right noodles? Because honestly. It had the fucking dead on big slappy egg noodles in it. Yeah. These, these noodles. That's the key. Big. You got these thick, big old thick. Ropey. Thick ropey noodles is what you need. That's the one. And then also she finishes it with some some cream. So it's like maybe, cream of chicken noodle soup. Good, maybe we make chicken. a we maybe we maybe we throw the recipe for the chicken noodle soup into one of the Patreon tiers. One of the lower <laughs> Patreon tiers. We could Seriously. record we could record a video of my mom making it. And uh Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Um I actually have like for my work they they do like little things every once in a while we have a culture club that comes up with like little cool things to do in zoom meetings and one of them a couple years ago my mom um did a tutorial on how to make pies how to make uh apple pie and she sent out her recipe for for crust and and i have a video recorded of her going through all the steps and she's adorable in it. And everyone at my work loves her. And they posted every year around Thanksgiving of like, hey, remember that we have this, you know, recording of Bryce's mom teaching you how to make apple pie. And uh, she's really good. I mean, she she used to be a home ec teacher, so she knows how to teach uh, cooking and baking. And uh, yeah, if you want. If you, if you want uh, my Every, mom's apple apple pie recipe, you can hit me up. I can get it to you. Bryce is like, you know, remember, if you fire me, you also have to fire my mother. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody wants I'll to. See the, the video is on my YouTube channel, so I can just put that to private. Put that shit yeah. to private once they fire me. Yeah. I got, I got like seven mirrors set up already. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, honestly, the chicken noodle soup, I don't think it's anything super special other than the noodles that you use and finishing you shut it. shut with... the fuck up. Well, and then the other thing is it's made with my mother's love, so you'll never have it. I mean, I can give you the recipe, sure, but it's not injected with the love of my mother, which makes it taste 10 times better. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Love you, Mom. She's not listening. God, I hope she's not listening to these episodes, given what the last one was. Oh, okay. Let's reflect on What's up, Bryce and David? Nick calling out of Michigan. Um, I just wanted to call and tell you guys how much I love the podcast. Uh, I, I spend a lot of time listening to it while I'm out delivering mail. Uh, you might find letters and such. I wanted to touch base on the spear versus bat debate. I don't know if this is stupid or not, but I've always had a thought that technically you could just put a spearhead on a bat and it completely defies the whole situation. There is no argument anymore because you now have the best of both worlds. Um, that might be a bad idea and stupid, but anyways, think about that one. And, I will. Um, Halloween end sucks. It wasn't good. There wasn't enough Michael Myers. And yeah, I think that's about it. First time caller. Um, took me a while to figure out if I was going to do this or not. And then I pushed the call button. So we're here now. Thanks, guys, for what you do, and I can't wait for the next one. Proud right. of you, Nick. Proud of you, Nick. You. I wish more callers or more uh, of our listeners would find the courage to press that call button. Mm-hmm. Um, you just made a fat spear, though, so <laughs> A fat Sorry. short spear, which, yeah. I mean, not to disparage fat, fat short stabby things, but, you know. We all got one. We all got derringers. Now let's just all put them away. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, next caller. Hey, it's Mike from California. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, Doug, the Terrifier 2 episode. Glad you guys finally said it. I, I haven't even seen the movie yet, but I was like, yo, that chick is fucking hot. Uh, thank you for, uh, you know, bringing that to everybody's attention and making me not feel like a creep. Uh, or maybe we just all three are creeps together. That's fine. Uh, Halloween ends with dog shit. Just throwing that out there. Uh, talk to you guys later. Yeah. Um, so it's coming to my attention over the last couple of weeks. People not a fan of Halloween ends, Bryce. Yeah. Shocking. You know what? So what actually is a little shocking to me is that red letter media liked it. They're like, yeah, this is great. (laughs) They're like pleasantly surprised with it. And, uh, I think the reason that they gave is that they did anything else other than just make a Halloween movie. <laughs> they tried something different. Um, that was how and, I felt about 20 minutes into it. I was like, Oh, okay. And then it just turned into that. And I was like, Oh yeah. But then they Ooh. just don't, they didn't execute on it. They didn't like commit to it. Like they're like, yeah, hey, we're going to do something different. But <laughs> never mind. Here's Michael Myers. And here's the thing that you were expecting anyway. So yeah. Bryce, uh, do you notice, that we have a lot of callers named Mike. 
Uh-huh. Mike from okay, Pittsburgh. Well, well next, next call. Let's get to the next call here. What's up, douche nozzles? It's Mike from Pittsburgh. I was oh, giving Mike. a call because I had a friend who took a medication and his dick stayed hard for like four hours. Oh, and yeah. he had to go to the hospital so that they could drain the blood out of his dick. And he said when they drained it out, it was almost black. So I don't know about it falling off, but that was fucking pretty nasty. Also, one of your greatest fans, I knew your grandparents. I watched you from afar as you grew up, just keeping you safe from all those fucked up fans out there. All right, boys, talk to you soon. What, Mike? (laughs) (laughs) Mike from Pittsburgh, are you a patron? Because if not, you're not not protecting me. Not protecting me from those hard, cold streets. (laughs) Yeah, this is a couple several episodes ago when we were talking about um uh priapism where if you if your dick stays hard for too long it can fall off which is true by the way i i I double checked it on wikipedia like if you have an erection for too long it is very very bad for your penis and uh david told me that you just have a freakish penis that never is not hard so that maybe at this point it's just uh petrified it's, it's no longer a an actual dick anymore it's just become the petrified dick always i mean we've all got superpowers you know uh-huh. some of them are like you know an interior calm some people have the ability to like you know commune with nature deeply <laughs> you know talk to horses and and whisper at dogs and shit and mine is this is just kind of one of these it's an outward sounding superpower right. you know it's like oh well the hulk he gets big well david gets hard it's just what he does it's not an impressive hard on it's consistent mm. um we go for consistency and not turning black um that's i guess another it's weird cuz a lot of people would say that if it turned black that'd be better Moving on. Hey, boys, this is Chester Freak, Dick Mancrease. So I'm doing a thing you uh, you guys uh, helped us out with, man. Uh, you guys mm-hmm. finally made watching Human Centipede 2 bearable by adding your own commentary. I haven't watched this since it since it came out on uh, on demand. So I'm watching it again. I'm watching with your commentary. I'm taking a, I'm taking a break while I'm having a new Four loco to, you know, kind of digest this movie. And uh, thank you for your contribution for for doing this for us. I really appreciate it. Also, uh, I remember you guys that uh, made mention of Terrifier 2. You guys like, oh, um, there's not even a titty in this movie. And we're about to be uh, judged a whole lot on this one for, uh, you know, all the all the wrong reasons. But, yo, listen, you're going to be judged for a titty. Just go to uh, Friday the 13th, A New Beginning from 1985, and check out Debbie Sue Voorhees. Doot, doot. Fucking milk trucks here, boys. Um, yeah, so uh, go ahead and get a go ahead and get a look at that that bad boy and those uh, those milkers. Um, anyway, thanks for everything you do. Love you both. Bye. Doing the doot, Lord's work, doot. Dick Makers. 
<laughs> those, uh, look at those ham slappers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, dude. <laughs> Dick Mancrease. He's uh he's a guy I'd like to hang out with. Although mm-hmm. probably not when he's drinking four locos. You know what a four loco is? Isn't it like super caffeinated, super alcoholic? Or it was originally and they had to like tamp it down because children were dying. Yeah, it's like you remember how you hear the story of Coca-Cola and they're like, yeah, there was really cocaine in it. And it's the story of Four Loco is the same, but with meth. It's just like, no, they just put meth in alcohol and then and then they just gave it to you, you know, and they expected <laughs> you to handle that shit like an adult. And it's like, no, there's a bunch of people who the families ruined because of Four Loco. And that's <laughs> yeah, then they. They kind of redid the whole thing. The uh, the guy got out on parole and came back with four loco, you know, like again, without the meth this time. But instead, um, just like it's just like trucker pills in there or something. Yeah. Well, he mentioned the uh, Human Centipede 2 commentary track. And, and I'll say like, we'll do. Didn't we say we will do those every 25 patrons? We didn't. We didn't. Uh, we didn't make a uh, a promise. We didn't uh, make a pledge yet. Not not I'll yet. I'll make a pledge I, right now that two hundred. If, if we get to two hundred patrons, yeah, there you we'll go. The track. So expect one of those around December two thousand twenty-five. And no, that uh, goes pretty quick. I. It, things have been patrons have been joining faster and faster um so i i expect i expect us to hit 200 in march that's my prediction mm. yeah it's yeah. pretty it's pretty steady ramp up to be honest it is it's not bad. you look at those numbers they don't lie um, much like these hips <laughs> <laughs> all righty here's robert the farter hey oh. Bryson. it's robert the farter Robert Departer. Um, so just calling because that sounded like he just reloaded a gun instead of farting. <laughs> is Robert, Robert the Farter? So basically, what happened is my sister invites her friends over a lot of the time to watch movies with her, and they're those movie snobs, you know, the ones that are like, "Oh, Steven Spielberg. Oh, he's a bad director," and whatever. And those guys annoy me to no end. One of my favorite movies ever is E.T. Uh, I can't really watch it though anymore because I'll cry basically every time I do. Mm. Anyways, I thought just to give you guys a little bit of um, just kind of a little bit of an idea what taste I have in movies just by letting you know. So I've got this wall in my room that's got posters on it. It's my poster wall, and I was just going to let you guys know what posters I got on there. So I've got... Wait. So I've got my stupid poster. He's got a wall with posters on it, and it's called his poster wall. Continue. (laughs) Hold the phone. The poster wall? I'm sorry, Robert. Before before we move on, we have to predict what movies... What movie posters he has on the wall. So he already mentioned Ernest Scared Stupid. That's a no-brainer. I can't um, believe he found a poster for that. Let's say, I'm going to say E.T. because he just mentioned it. Yeah. Don't look at the transcript because I think he said something. Um, um, Jaws? Gotta have Jaws, Jaws, right? 
he's going to have like something out of the blue. It's going to be like, um, gumma. Um, what's it called? What's that kids movie with like the three ninjas? Yeah. Three ninjas part three <laughs> poster. It's going to have hackers. Okay. You know, honestly, okay. I had hackers. I'm dying. Okay. I've got a vintage Star Wars poster. I have a Nightmare on Elm Street poster. I've got a vintage Labyrinth poster, which, by the way, David, I agree with you. Labyrinth is amazing. And anyways, it's Robert Carter. Love you guys. Bye. Yeah, anyone that's so pretentious that they say Steven Spielberg isn't a good director, get your head straight out of your ass. Like, even the most pretentious movie directors will concede that Steven Spielberg is one of the best directors of all time. What about AI? It's, I mean, if that's what you point to as his worst movie, like you could do worse, you know? Oh yeah. You could do way worse. And, uh, and that one was like situational cause that was supposed to be directed by Stanley Kubrick anyway. Oh shit. Really? And he took it over, if, I, I believe. It um, was either that or they were going to co-direct it, but I, I'm pretty sure it was a Stanley Kubrick movie, and then Steve, Steven Spielberg stepped in and finished it. Yeah, I mean, his range is the, the 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 goodness of his shit. Like, it's just, it's undeniable. Robert, I also have a Labyrinth poster. It is among my most prized possessions. Um and I love it. I mean, if you were to look at another uh, director who is widely held to be, um, uh, you know, just just generally good. Um, f- for example, we'll say Martin Scorsese. All right. Um, you know, who's going to argue with you about uh, about that? Um, do you think Martin Scorsese has nearly as much range as Steven Spielberg? It's not even fucking close. He's, His he's, range got, is- he's got range, but it's now nowhere near as consistently successful as Spielberg's. This is what I'm saying. It's just, it's like kind of the same play. Like Hugo was garbage. I don't know what we're talking about. When How did that fucking movie win all these fucking, ah, it made me so mad. I'll give him, you know, sometimes he'll, he'll swing out of the park. Like the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, so much fun, you know, like, oh, man. But I'm just saying Spielberg, wide, wide range. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Next color is also fart. Sorry. Hey, Robert the Farter, real quick. Just listening to Nope Review and heard Bryce saying that Jordan Peele is the new better M. Night Shyamalan, which... I do not agree with. I agree with David that he does. He just keeps cranking out those good movies, you know? I still can't believe you guys haven't reviewed The Visit because that is a very fun movie. But, uh, yeah. Uh, see ya. He's got another one coming. <laughs> He's getting into the fart. He's got another one. Play the next one, too. Hey, he sorry. I just forgot one thing. It's Robert the Farter. Um... Just for for you, Bryce. So, just from listening to about your dog Meg, I just thought it was 
kind of a fun fact that I have actually a cat named Meg. So I thought that was kind of funny. Anyways, it's Robert Departure. It's it's Robert Departure. Yeah. Well, technically, Meg's full name is '90s Meg Ryan. Uh, Don't. That's that's her legal name. Um, he's trying she, to build a, a a bridge with you, and you just I'm shot just him saying, down. Robert, if your cat is named '90s Meg Ryan, like that is an extreme coincidence. Not gonna lie. <clears throat> Meg's a pretty good name. Um, yeah, I agree with you about the visit. That is a. Have you seen that one yet, Bryce? I keep forgetting. No, but I already know like that what the twist is. So it's like, I don't damn know. it! I don't know how much I care about it. I don't know how you how you managed to disappoint me in this manner <laughs> so consistently. But <laughs> Jesus fuck, that makes me so upset. Okay, this one is long and it has no transcript, so we'll see what it is. We're going to get our copyright strike now. This is from Beyond the Grave. White Lotus in it in. Um, I love that song and I like that show, but I didn't feel it in smiles you know i just listened to your review about it and i really am surprised that i my view of this movie didn't really align with bryce but i did not enjoy this movie i thought it was yeah too similar to the ring with this whole like oh timeline of like i'm gonna die in this but i was just losing interest the whole time i couldn't remember who was who I wasn't impressed with a lot of the acting. Um, these jump scares, eh, I don't know. They just didn't do it for me. The, when I was listening to the podcast today, the ads jump scared me more than this movie because there was just out of nowhere. Um, I feel like at the end, when she went back to that house, well, which, first of all, the sister was like, you going to sell the house? I don't know why they're acting like that house and property has any value. I don't know where they live, but it looked like a dump and didn't look like there was any development around it. So it can't be worth that much money. But I just, I, I feel like I saw her seeing the mom, and I was like, oh, yeah, trauma. It just, I, I just, I, Bryce's explanation made it more obvious but i wasn't like oh this is a movie that really explains this trauma but also this curse was it either it went from being like oh it's a family curse but then also like oh it's a more generic entity of a curse why did it need to have to be connected to her mom and then they go this whole route of oh 20 other people have had this just 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 the stars didn't align for me in this movie I feel but you, my favorite part was definitely that little kid's birthday because it gave me very signs, not signs, six cents vibes, and uh, Scary Movie Three when they have the wake for Brenda. <laughs> he opens up that cat box. <sighs> anyway, smile. You know this whole like big, big smile, spooky thing. It's never been. Uh, creepy for me you know i feel like people just look dumb if it's not done effectively like 
you know, in Hereditary, there's that guy who's like the naked guy in the doorway, and then he's also at the funeral who's just smiling. And then it cuts him off. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting. Like, uh, like looking back on it, like this is one of those situations where I stand by everything I said. I love Smile. Like, it's it's one of those realizations as a reviewer of like oh yeah you're just gonna really like something sometimes yeah and yeah if you watch it on a different day if you watch it in a different mood um different hour of the day like it probably would hit you different but man smile got me right on the kisser this is him continuing his uh his uh his thought maybe it was set in a different day so i'm not sure We'll see. Be on the grave back, but I'm looking at a picture of that naked smiling man from Hereditary. I'm a looking and I'm a liking because if someone's smiling at me like that, hey, 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 baby. I watched Dash Cam last night. Woo! Woo! <laughs> if you had told me sit down and watch this COVID-adjacent movie with all these Trumpers and shit, I would have said, why would I be interested in that? I I don't need to see my real life on the screen. I don't need Mm -hmm. to see that, you know. But what a time. So refreshing. Just nuts, 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 nuts. Irksome. AF. It was good. It was really good. Anyway, I'm going to poke around. I'm off all next week. Let's see what I get into. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the dash cam one's coming out this week or just came out last week, I guess, depending on when I release on... this episode. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Dashcam is delightful in large part to Annie Hardy being delightful. Um, I was just reminded that someone pointed out in our Facebook that they think that, that uh, beyond the grave might be um, what's his name? Yeah. Ron Funches. Ron Funches. That was uh, Dustin. Yeah. Dustin. Dustin Goebel, the man, the myth, the legend uh, thinks that beyond the grave is Ron Funches. I, I know it. Not that's not accurate. You know that's but stereotype. Beyond the grave. If you are Ron Funches, Ron, please be. You are invited to be a guest on the podcast. And if you're just if if you're not if you're some guy who goes from beyond the grave, um, I love you. Mm-hmm. And you probably. I mean, you know, we could work something out. You know what I'm saying? All right, last caller. All the way from Finland, Anasaurus, the land of Finns. Hey guys, it's Anasaurus from Finland calling again. I've been calling a lot uh, within the past month. Anyway, I have a question um, that I just now realized when we just came back from the movies. Oh, oh, my dog is pooping again. (laughs) Always with the dog. Which is great. Um, uh, we watched the um, Pray for the Devils. It was quite good. And I'm not sure if I thought that, that we watched it at home. 
if I was as impressed as I am now. So, do you think it affects your score if you watch something at home or if you watch it at, at, at the movies? You know, if it makes a big difference or whether it makes a smaller difference. Like, I think it, it, it might make like a quite a significant difference, like, um, if it's at, at, at the movie theater. Because, um, well, for one, the jump scares are way bigger. And, um, of course, the, the music, the soundtrack, and the, all kinds of sound, uh, sound design is different, more effective. Everything is more impressive. So I don't know if, um, it's an exorcism thing, obviously, that one. Not sure how well it's, it's this year, obviously. But, um, not sure if I, if I would have even watched it, um, back at home. So I haven't been to the movies in a couple of years. Well, more actually. But yeah, it was, it was good. I do recommend it. Pray, pray for the devil. Yeah, great. So have a good one. Hugs and kisses and all that. See you later. Oh, he is fine. Still with the same guy. He's great. Great. Bye. Congrats on the great guy. Um, mm -hmm. Yep. Pray for the devil. PG 13. Um, I've heard some praise. Uh, it's for the, uh, the, the main thrust of the question. Uh, does it, uh, do you think the theater makes a big difference? I don't think it makes a huge difference. It pr probably, it, it's an amplifier, you know, it's a, it's a enjoyment slash misery amplifier for me. You know, if I like something, I like it a little more uh, in the theater. And if, uh, if I hate something, I hate it a little more in the, amp in the, in the theater. You know, I, th I think, I think being forced to be in a place where you're sitting through the thing that you love makes it better and sitting through the thing that you hate, uh, makes it worse. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Um, yeah. So it's interesting thinking of like the different factors, um, that contribute to enjoyment, like, like, yeah, watching it in a theater, I think it's probably a net gain for me. Like of all the, all the factors that I could think of, like, I think in general, it's going to be better in a theater. And one of the biggest reasons is that even if you see it and you're only in the theater with like two other people, it just adds to the enjoyment to watching it with other people that are there to see the same movie. Um, um, and I'm, I'm one of those guys that isn't super affected by people talking or not being super conscientious in the theater. Like I can usually look the other way or just be like, well, it's part of the experience like having teenagers that are talking through the opening of a movie. Um, so, so there's that, but like, I think a bigger contributor is like, what's your mood that day? How tired are you? Um, like, and I think watching at home probably accentuates the bad things. Like if you're tired and you're watching a movie and you're at home, it's going to be so much harder to stay awake, you know, in a comfy couch or in bed. Um, 
and just being you, able to pause it at home, you know, right. like that iPod, I like we watched uh video drum and I, I, I started it one day and finished it another day and that's got to take something away from the experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're less engaged. Yeah. And you're less like the stakes are lower. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's probably a net gain with moving, watching it in the movie theater. And the other thing is like, if you don't have a good sound system, like that's half the reason to go see it at a theater, really. Truth. Truth. <clears throat> and Bryce, that's I it, think folks. That's... that's all your calls. Thank you so much for calling. If you want to call and leave a voicemail for a future episode or future bit, call 682-253-4468. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Yeah. We love you. Have a good week. We have, we love it. Bye. Always the wrong one. Always. Hell yeah. Good day, sir. Yeah. Yeah. What? 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 Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.